Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Can you believe that, bitch? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. what is Kim? They're K only done? sitting on a few billion dollar war yeah. chests between her and her sister. <laughs> Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. You well, need to surround yourself. You I'll need to surround in. yourself with successful people. And the ones that, you know, that want to work. I tell you what, they're working here today. They are. We're on a remote. (laughs) This is our first remote. We're so excited. This may never air. Who knows? But I hope it does. I hope it works out. But we are at the lovely uh, queer, queer coffee shop, sober space, South Press. And we're sitting in their lovely little vestibule with a light coming in. It's beautiful. And it's awesome. It, it is. I dig how it's decorated. I mean, even you just need to come and experience it. It's a great Yeah, if place. you haven't been here, if you live anywhere around the Knoxville area and uh, you want to come and just enjoy a very quiet space as well, that's kind of why we're doing this. Or if you First. come and you visit lovely Dollywood and the Pigeon Forge area, it is on Chapman Highway going south into Knoxville. You should definitely get on the road and come into town and road check trip. it out. Yeah, it's not very far at all. And they've got so many other things other than coffee. They have pastries available from local vendors, uh, t-shirts, coffee that you can just pick up and take home with you. There's something for everybody here. The, my favorite thing, though, here is the fairies that are on the ceiling. Yes, there are fairies everywhere, and it's fantastical. One of them over there, her skirt's riding up a little bit because she's in front of the fan. She's Marilyn Monroe in it <laughs> right over there. I'm surprised Look. they don't legit have a Marilyn Monroe fairy <laughs> over here. They are quite magical. It's just a fabulous spot. I dig it. I, it's very cool. And we're not sponsored no, by not at South all. Press. <laughs> we're just find this place adorable and, you know. And a knows? lot of our friends come here. <laughs> yeah, my daughter loves to come here and diamond paint. She's a diamond painter. What's a diamond painter? Oh, my gosh. They paint, you know how... You would do paint by numbers? Yes. This is done with gems. Okay. Ooh, that sounds like something I could she get into. She painted me a little unicorn. It's at the house. I don't know if you saw it last time you were over, but um, yeah, she's doing actually this big kind of, um, it's a large piece of, uh, oh my gosh, what's the Little Mermaid's name? The Little Ariel. Mermaid. Ariel. She's doing a little Little Mermaid scene. Okay, I have to tell you this because I found it very, very funny today. So, I have Charlotte today. Mm-hmm. It's another reason why we're here hanging out. <laughs> Safe space for children as well. 
But uh, I asked her what her Barbies' names were because we brought a couple Barbies with us and stuff. And one of them, her name is Areola. <laughs> I said, that is a beautiful, beautiful name. It is such a Areola. beautiful name. <laughs> uh, I was trying to take a beautiful picture of you, but yeah, I'm let me in, take a beautiful I'm picture of you. Light. But you I'm are in the good light. You're in the very not. good light. Hold on. Portrait mode. Definitely portrait mode. I got my hair slicked back. Like. Like I'm a Kardashian. Smile. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off the most about Kim K is I would still wear what she had on in that video. <laughs> you, know, you can be a fashionable asshole just because you're a jerk. She's wearing like this all leather sense. Uh, top, crisscross top with leather gloves and looks like leather pants or a leather skirt and it looks amazing. And uh, I'll give it to her, but don't fucking sit there and say you need to get out and work. People are working. Like, I hope she's still dating Pete Davidson, and I would like to see what SNL does with that. (laughs) Saturday, we'll find out. Because if I were writing for SNL, they'd do a lot (laughs) with it. It'd be the whole damn show. It would be so crazy. I had the best weekend, even though we had a mini snowpocalypse. We did. It was 60 degrees, almost 70 degrees that Friday. And then Saturday, boom. 16. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe when I woke up to six inches that it would be snow. (laughs) But there it was. You're telling on yourself. (laughs) There it was. Well, I don't even know. I don't know how to measure anymore. A man taught me, and it is not the same. It is not the same. In our group chat, I'd said, yeah, we got a good six inches here and about five inches of snow. (laughs) I know. So stupid. But the roads were actually good. And I went over the mountain to Silva, North Carolina to a really cool little joint called Quirky Bird. So you made it over the mountain. I did. It really, the roads were great. It wasn't bad at all. We had a show in Kingsport and on the fence the whole time of whether or not to cancel or not. And we weren't really worried about getting up there. It was getting back. Yeah, like if anything melted. Yeah, and then the froze ice. over. Yeah, I'm not interested in anything like that. But our producer made the excellent decision of just holding off, you know. It's always better to be safe as much as it is disappointing to cancel shows because I thought about it and I wasn't sure I'm glad that I didn't because um even though it was spring break there and the whole town closed up very early and we also you know went ahead an hour so we were losing an hour anyway but we had um it was pretty full we had you know about 30 people that came out in a very Mm -hmm. from a very small town yeah and so that was really cool and the show was good and one girl had compliment i mean i had the big head by the time i left we had ran into some other people out we went to get a drink afterwards and uh one girl said oh my gosh i just want you to know you are the funniest lady comic i've ever seen (laughs) and i didn't you know i was like oh you know okay she probably has not seen any female comics she hasn't been to all your shows am i the only one you've ever seen but and i was so excited because i got uh i had recorded it and then one of the comics that was with me 
I had my uh, uh, camera sitting on a tripod on the table, which was my bad. I never should have done that. But I just assumed people knew, you know, don't touch the table. They did a drum roll. Every punchline of mine. They were having a great time, but every... so the camera's wobbling and there's like this drum roll at the end. It's horrible. It's horrible. Video. I would be so and mad. I'm so, I was so disappointed. I'm not going to be mad because I know that it wasn't malicious. Of course, it was a dude though. I would say, I would still, however, you have a right to be upset. Same and to be dude. Mad. I was so happy because I got to pay his girlfriend double. <laughs> <laughs> he got paid half of what all the females made. And it just made me happy, like in my soul. So, <laughs> so, so that was good. And I introduced him as my token male, which, <laughs> you know, we got to have one on the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. At least one. Just one. I like diversity. <laughs> but it was a good time, and I'm super excited because next month I'm doing it again. I've booked monthly shows. I did such a great job. I've got monthly shows booked there from all the way through July. And so I have Hillary Bagley is going to headline oh. next month. And for people who may or may not know, Hillary was Aunt Lucy in the movie Dumplin'. Dolly did the music, music. and it was yes. a story about a super Dolly Parton fan. Yeah. And Lucy doesn't, it's Jennifer Aniston having to deal with the horror of having a fat sister, is what it's about. <laughs> fat or a fat daughter. daughter. That's right. Because yeah. she's a pageant queen. You know, that's a really interesting thing to talk about because uh, generationally, my family has always been overweight in some way. And breaking this cycle of it i guess of the cycle of bad eating poor mm-hmm. uh, dietary choices not not exercising enough i'm not talking about genetics because there ain't shit that you can do about that right um but the things that you can control you know generationally my family in the past has not been good at so i'm trying to break that mm-hmm. um my daughters are, you know, I'll, I'll say it, you know, two of them are overweight and then two of them are kind of midline. And I think that that, I think part of the midline part, now, you know, my little one's really skinny, mm-hmm. but I think that that's part of her, her father's genetics yeah. because he has a high metabolism. We've always and, had really big people in my family. Yeah. Um, mm. So I think that's... And especially in the South, you know, if you've watched Thousand Pound Sisters mm-hmm. and you hear uh, Amy talk about her generation's past and how all of them are overweight in some way. And it's because they haven't really been taught about nutrition. I think poverty has a lot to oh, do absolutely. with it. I mean, it is way less expensive to go even nowadays to go yeah. buy ramen noodles or macaroni and cheese yeah carb is gonna cost way less it, mm-hmm. you know you spend ten dollars on a salad pasta a whole box of pasta is a dollar right which could you know last you a week it if can, you're one person yeah if you're feeding yeah. a family though yeah. it's way easier to do mac and cheese and hot dogs mm-hmm. and or fish sticks and get everybody fed you know right 
Heck, in the frozen food department, I think you can buy fish sticks now, a package of 10 for like four bucks. You can't get any meat, not even a hot dog for $4. So what are you going to do? Fish sticks and tater tots it is for, you know, seven bucks. And all of my girls had, you know, they started gaining their weight right around puberty mm-hmm. when, when that happened. And that happens to just about every female out there. Um, but now having grandchildren, I'm really like, are you going to feed her that? You know, I know I know how much how it's easy as a mm-hmm. single mom to just throw a thing of noodles yeah, and they freaking Here's love. Here's a lunchable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the habits that you start today are the mm-hmm. habits that they're going to have in their future. And if you if you don't want them to quote be fat, yeah, then you've got to start you've got to start teaching them now. Of course, they're going to make their own decisions and their own poor choices. But at least as the parent or as the grandparent, you gave them the tools to to make the right choices yeah for sure well you know how i think the world's going mm-hmm. anyway i think that um, being fat is going to actually become a commodity at least this way i'll make it through a famine oh me too you know I'll so i'll come out the other side looking real good it won't matter but <laughs> i'll survive you know worst case scenario i kill over you know you got some decent ham hocks to feed you for the next however soil and green right i will either be a um you know i'll still be a service whatever and something else that came to mind in this might just be a mother's and daughter's thing but okay so let's say that you're seeing your child get a little chunky you don't want to you don't want to razz them about it because they already know that uh all you do is you cause them to defy you. Yes. By, you know, what? This bitch, she ain't going to tell me what to do, you know, or what to eat. And I think that that actually causes worse habits where people sneak around. Or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's the line of, you know, of you see your child suffering in some way? What's the line of saying okay, you're really going to have to curb back on some of your eating habits. Or do you just let it go and just Honestly, let them make their own decision? What I, for me personally, I think that a lot of things could have been different had I known as much about mental health as mm-hmm. well. Because I think that um, that was a way to self-medicate and a way to deal with anxiety and a way to deal with um attention deficit that wasn't treated or you know what I'm saying like oh yeah I could look um, back on my childhood and and see the the patterns and I had a uh, also depending on your child care provider you know Mm -hmm. my child care provider was a um, a heavy single lady who um, I mean she's still single to this day so either a I don't in case she listens I don't want to put any ideas or whatever but she um rewarded everything with sweet treats and uh you know she rewarded herself 
yeah, with there's an food. episode of Roseanne that really that talks about that too and about how Roseanne's mom she treated Roseanne different than she treated her sister Jackie her Jackie was always the skinny one and stuff and Mm -hmm. her mom would reward Roseanne with food but Jackie with you know something else um, in there and it finally clicked for Roseanne and they're like oh this is why I'm making these poor decisions yeah, because you were, everything was reinforced by that. And my mom was terrible about doing that because mm-hmm. as a grandma for her, and yeah. I have my own responsibilities as well. I'm, oh, yeah. Believe me, I'm yeah. just saying that in our village, mm-hmm. food was very important to everyone because my mom did not have much food growing up and she was poor for a very long time and we were poor for a very long time. And when my mom remarried and my um, adoptive father he actually, you know, ended up making a lot of money. And um, and it's also a social gathering with your family. Right. And, and food brings people together. But being Depression-era people, yeah. their idea of success was not the kind of car you drove. It was the not cut the house you got. that you lived in. Yeah. It was that you had a stocked pantry. Mm-hmm. And if my mom came to my house and if I, she, you know go to the bathroom and look at my cabinets or whatever and if I didn't have toilet paper or she went to dry her hands in my kitchen and I didn't have a paper towel you can bet within three hours I'd get a phone call going well Gail can you help me unload the car I went to Sam's and I kind of overbought and then and next mm-hmm. thing I know yeah. I'm stocked with toilet paper and paper towels because to her that's a sign of a struggle yeah yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I may have had all the money in the world and, and just not just, the time to go to. Yeah. The but it store didn't matter get, in her mind. Yeah. That was poverty level. And by golly, a stock cabinet and being able to eat whatever you want whenever you wanted. And that's what food scarcity will do to a lot of people. And so, I mean, I guess that's where we're going with this today. But I mean, that's <laughs> why I'm so about Knox Pride. And the things that they're doing in the community. It's going to take more than that, here. though. It's going to, if if things get really, really dire, it's oh, going to yeah. take more than the food pantries around here. And well, you, people are going to have to start growing growing their own stuff. And even that, I mean, you got to wait. You know what? Depending on how bad it gets, if the government controls all that, they may not let you. Mm-hmm. You know, when people talk about the Great Reset and not every, anybody owning anything... The people that will own something will be your mm-hmm. governments, whether it's your city yeah. government or the entire federal well, I government. I guess we're going to be criminals and outlaws whatever. then. Always, but they'll execute. Well. They'll execute a fair <laughs> amount. They'll get rid of them. Heck, in your viral TikTok comments, somebody was like, they should just execute all the oh Democrats. Oh my gosh, let's get into that. <laughs> I was just like, what? Oh no, the Democrats should ex- execute all the Republicans. And I was like, what? So yesterday, and this is like seven o'clock at night, uh, my daughter forgot her wallet at home. And uh, I said, let me bring you your wallet. She works like second shift. Let me bring you your wallet. I'll bring you some dinner too. And we'll just hang out in the parking lot. Go to her work, hang out in her parking lot for a little bit. I see this TikTok come up about China locking down. Yeah. For a couple, another coronavirus you know, a couple, situation. A couple of cities for corona. Did I read the article? No, I didn't. I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> To sit in the to sit in my car and judge 
this situation right here. And all I said was, well, there goes our summer. And I, <laughs> that's all I said. It was kind of how you said it. It is. <laughs> I mean, I said it for effect. <laughs> but that particular one, you never expect your TikToks to go viral. The ones that you don't want to go viral do and the ones that are you think are really funny and like quirky and oh everybody's gonna love this no, no they don't <laughs> 10 likes yep but as of right now this particular video has twelve thousand likes uh over 1600 comments i don't think combined all of my tiktoks have twelve thousand likes combined and i got i got a few followers uh, from it. Do but, you have over 2,000 now? Oh, do I? That would be so cool. You did not. You only had like 1,400 last time. <laughs> I, I check you out. Do, I you, for do you. you look at me? Yeah, I only have 306 <laughs> followers total. I have 1,486. Oh, nice. So not quite. But I do like the fact that the my following and my followers are kind of about even. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not constantly following everybody I see and you know, right. not everybody's following me either. So... But yeah. our hashtag has grown because, you know, cool. you know, I put that on everything. everything. I've started doing that on everything as well <laughs> because, you know. But that's over 350,000 likes, views, whatever. But the comments here, the comments are, I, you've read them. I've I not read, read them. all thousand. Plus, they have sub comments, and I can't yes, help myself. I, I have can't. to go. I have to go to what are they saying? And then a couple of them I've hearted or I've laughed or whatever. So I've commented on your comments. I'm trying to like, hey, look at me, look at me. I'm I'm piggybacking off of your success. So maybe I'll get three hundred and seven hour success. I hope I'll get three hour. Yes, it is ours. It I is did our success. I hyped us up the whole. You do time i am what's known as just a drive-by poster okay i see something um it's really is it trollish maybe um just to not agitate people but but make people think whatever what part of bratty doesn't say to agitate people are you kidding me let's be honest here but i don't I don't necessarily engage with my TikTok comments or anything. I, I don't just even kinda, make TikToks. Yeah, I just kind of just let it go and see what happens. But some of the comments that, um, one that was really funny to me was, uh, I'm a pure blood and I'm not getting vaccinated. So, because they're a pure blood? Yeah, he's a pure blood. See, I'm, you know what? I'm a half blood. <laughs> My mom did the most egregious thing you could do as a woman in Alabama back in the 50s. She married a Yankee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm half Yankee and half Southern. So, <laughs> so people are kind of split on this. Mm-hmm. If you've read the comments of kind of... Um, For you? Well, split on the fact of bring it on you know people love the lockdown bring it on i oh, did yeah. the most That's, shit ever that year I'm, I'm like what and then the opposite of that yes, was because uh, i'm social I, and i, I need to i ain't doing we're gonna this have a again. war of the introverts and extroverts this is what's gonna happen and then the people that and then the my other was like my other favorites are every i don't know six seven comments somebody will say well you won't get the stimmy this time nobody's getting the stimmy and then other people well you'll stay home anyway with these gas prices 
That's yeah. what they want you to do anyhow, or stay home. <laughs> and then you get the person, well, we should have already had our reserves topped up and overflowing. Why don't we have the, you know, what's going on? A lot of Florida people. I live in Florida, so... This does not apply to me. Summer. Yeah, it does not apply. Like we got DeSantos who's like, we'll secede. We'll go with Texas. <laughs> but other the whole people, Gulf Coast other people are just saying, gonna break off of well, the United States. This is in China. You know, this is not gonna come this this is in China. It's not in America right now. Right now. That's why I said summer. Listen, because it's you know gonna what? take you're vaccinated, you're boosting. Yeah, you're I was good. vaccinated and I got long COVID. Five articles have already come out since the um, war over there with uh, Russia and Ukraine saying that if you were vaccinated and you had COVID, you had super immunity. I just called it COVA. <laughs> A super COVA? Yeah, I have super immunity. I have super immunity now. And besides, I am... Definitely at the age that I'm using, you know, asper cream as a lotion, body lotion. So I've decided if I go, I just go. We should all pool our money and buy like excellent insurance policies. <laughs> you know? So why did I make this video? First of all, I made it for me. All my TikToks are for me. Um, second of all, I honestly... I want to do Rocky Horror this year. This is that's it. It's in the summer. That well, our um, our rehearsals are in the summer, and our uh, our performance at the Tennessee Theater, which is very very important yes. to to what all of my satanic mechanic family. Festival. Yeah, all the burlesque festivals. You know, I just want to be able to perform again. And I'm not saying that we can't perform now, but it's not completely up to me, you know, whether or not to have a show or not. I have producers. I have <laughs> right. other performers who might not feel as safe. All right. So just as come. I do. I'll book a tour through Florida <laughs> and then you and I will do Gab and Girl time and I'll tour and we'll just hang in Florida for the lockdown. Okay. What are you doing this lockdown? I'm going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> They've got it all. They've got beaches, alligators, Disney, COVID, but nobody talks about it. Well, the heat, you know, the, oh, the heat, heat all the it. vitamin D and the heat, and we can eat oranges and have vitamin C. It's like a anti-COVID we'll paradise. The only thing is that I moved away from there in 2004, and up until that date, from the 80s till that date, they had more mullets per capita. <laughs> Of anywhere in the United States. The mullet's making a comeback. It is. However, these people have been rocking it the whole time. The whole time. Yes. So it it just depends on where you're at in Florida. <laughs> you know? But the beach is nice. People are on vacation. They're, you know. I love the beach. The beach does not love me. Yeah, you've got to. Because I'm a I Scotch Irish girl. Yeah, you have to have <laughs> SPF 3000. Yes. Yeah, or walk around with an umbrella. That's cool, Which too. I've done. Yeah. I've wore all Why black to not? the beach and black um umbrella. Which I is love not Pensacola. I don't care what anybody says. I love that town. The <laughs> Navy is there. And I don't know if you guys have looked at our military boys lately, but... And all the Navy are just a little bit gay, just like I like them. <laughs> just a so, tiny bit. Just a bit. <laughs> So, yeah, like Adam West Batman. 
<laughs> we found a show yesterday, and it's you should watch it just because it's hilarious. But it's called The Other Two. I have seen it. I haven't seen all of them, but I did watch a couple of them. But have yes. a, it's Molly Shannon is the mother, and she's so funny. But I love her. It's about we just found it on HBO Max. I think it's a Comedy Central show, though. But it's this Justin Bieber type boy who has two older siblings trying to make it in show business as well, and his his he's just taken <laughs> off. And his mom is this ultimate stage mom, and the other two is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're trying the the siblings are trying to protect their little brother from yes. the. <laughs> And she's just pushing them. the horrors of Hollywood and fame and such. And I want to say this is in New York, though. And is she the stage mom, though? Or is she just trying to... Well, she's I, very, I've very only gullible. seen, like, two episodes, so oh. I don't know yeah. how... She's extremely gullible. And this is all new to her, too. How she's behaved. I just, from the beginning, it was like she was very... Stars were in her eyes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And the other kids are just like... <laughs> like you're pimping out our brother <laughs> is it weird how good she is with her or what oh, she's great with her mm-hmm. it's amazing how good charlotte is with her not necessarily how sarah is with charlotte <laughs> doesn't matter the kid it's like she's the whisperer i'm glad i brought snacks always been that way like literally we went on a cruise and we had um it was for her former mother-in-law's 50th birthday and it was me and my son actually had a cabin or whatever and then she was with her wife i think they were married no they might have just been girlfriends because i have pictures they're pretty young and um but we all went and uh I thought I was going to have to kill some parents. Like, everybody brought the whole family. So, we're out at Miami walking to, like, the, you know, farthest point of the United States or yeah. whatever. And, uh, or no, the Keys. Yeah. We're at the Keys. And we're walking in, like, 100 degree heat. And she's carrying, like, two kids. And, I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, um... My child's about to have a stroke <laughs> to take care of your children <laughs> and, and do not like, I think they got a little annoyed with me, but I was like, you know, she's on vacation as well. Right. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? So I got real. Which brings to another thing. I saw a TikTok today of this grandmother who had said, and I'm really on the fence about this because if your child needs help, of course you're going to help them. Mm-hmm. But she was saying that she she's raised her kids she's not raising anybody else's um that grandkids should be i should only watch my grandkids when i want to Mm -hmm. when i say hey i'd like to have her i would like to spend time with my child yeah yeah with don't make my grandchildren a job yeah Mm-hmm. And, of course, the comments on that were insane. Oh, I'm sure there are all kinds of people feeling guilty and beating them up yeah. or needing help or whatever. But yeah. how much help did she have? And what happens if you're not there? Like, yeah. if you're pragmatic at all. yeah. My kids, I've had to be mean and make them independent. But yeah. part of it is how much can I actually do? But the other part is I also, having lost a mom early, you lost a mom early, 
we might not be there. We're not promised tomorrow. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. What's their life going to ha- What's going to happen to their life if you're not there to pick them up all the time? Yeah. They're going to dig a grave and lay down right beside you? I don't know. So there's at what point do you I know I'm on the make fence. your children responsible well, you know, for all of their decisions including their children. Now, if there's no job and you know whatever, but you should I had to network as a mother. I had to get to know people I didn't necessarily want to hang out with all the time because their children were friends with my children. And sometimes there were gems in that mix that I never would have paid attention to mm-hmm. if that weren't the case. And some of my best friends in the world have I met that way. But there's a lot that it was like, okay, they're safe people. You know, I mean, you're around them enough to realize anybody can smooze you or snow you or whatever but you know you can kind of tell and you can tell how your kids act around too and so I watch my grandchildren because honestly when I had to work mm -hmm. you know I had to get my ass out there and work because I was a single mother Mm -hmm. my in-laws watched my kids well religiously and I I feel like I'm returning the favor there because that was that was done for me. Mm-hmm. You know, all I asked for is Tuesday off. Right. But, <laughs> and that was your in-laws. Yeah. And you were, uh, was this their children? Yes. But it you was were a their, single mom. Yeah. Working. It was their grandchildren. But you were a single mom. Yes. Well, here's the deal. They weren't doing it just out of their goodness of their heart. They ensured that they got to spend time with their grandchildren and have influence over them because they knew if left to a situation where maybe they only saw mom weekends or whatever, they wouldn't really ever see them. If you had been financially stable and not needed their help at all, how often do you think your your children would have spent over there? That's hard to say because they, we were all a pretty close knit family so you stayed that. close with the family yeah. even though he was yeah there that situation yeah. rarely happens it does it does but so you reba mcintyred it up with that so i did because what's best for the child mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not about me or the in-laws or anything what is best for that baby yeah. and what are they i just don't want them to grow up with maybe the family trauma that i grew up with there yeah and there's a lot that comes with that and if you're willing to sacrifice to do yeah. that, then that's cool. I I would believe that mom wasn't working, didn't have a lot that she had to do, you know, really wanted the kids, wasn't, you know, trying to have a second career. Maybe she was. Yeah. But, like, my mom at the time, if her health would have been better, she would have kept my kids all the time as well. When she was able to, but my dad had a business he ran out of his house, like his house was half that. Hey, we got something down. Consistency. Yep. We said we were going to do it. We did it, and Bill will be so proud of us. Yes, he will. I like okay. making him proud of me. He's a good man. I'm very happy that I have him. I think he wonders sometimes if I am. <laughs> like, and whenever I do well, I think he worries that I'm going to do really well and then leave you know oh yeah mine's afraid of that all the time 
that I'm going to, you know. Like get successful and then just leave them in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, just walk away. Just walk away from everything that I've built for for the last 10 years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Men are dumb. (laughs) Get rid of the, you know, best, kindest man I've ever known. Right? right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get rid of the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Men, think it through before you well, say something dumb like that. that is because you know that they might, get, you know, like they're afraid of that. Yeah. So if they got successful, they might ditch you or whatever. So, you know, that's why you, uh, you prepare yourself. You, you definitely should. You stash monies away. Oh, I like everybody. Um, everybody should do that. Just, you know, for yourself. Call it whatever you want. but Well, my dad always recommended four bank accounts per household. Mm-hmm. You have a, you know, your common bill account mm-hmm. that all the bills, groceries, all of your life expenses, your car payments, your insurances, all of that comes out of that account. Right. And then a savings account that you never touch and both of you contribute to and the other thing is both signers have to be there to get it you know Mm -hmm. so somebody can't just tip off with it and then um an individual account for each of you that neither person has access to and that's their money you know whatever so yeah and they shouldn't have to ask you what you what you got coming up there huh well i'm going to Charleston, South Carolina, and then I'll be back on the 27th of this month where you will be producing in my steed a comedy show that's already sold out. Uh, Well, there's actually a second show added that night, and there are some tickets left for that, so that's an exciting time. It's very exciting, considering that I know nothing, and I'm going to have to show up and and get my crash course in... no. I have produced shows before, so it shouldn't be. Yeah. I have. I already have a host for you. We'll have everything. And, we'll and it's do comics, run. so I don't yeah. have to worry about uh, picking up clothes. Yeah. You know, you they're not going to get stripped naked. Well, I don't have to worry about music necessarily. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. And that's going to be at the Pride Center. It is on March 27th. That's and a And then I will be up there. I yeah. don't know... I see like I can't say what time I may be up there during the first <laughs> performance um, first show it's going to be different audiences same comics but it's Pensacola comics it's an all female bill everybody is LGBTQ plus or their allies and um, it's a real treat Olivia's really burning up the roads it's she's getting hot and I'm excited about it and I will be actually here at South Press on March 26th for Salome Cabaret's Geekgasm 7. Geekgasm is our nerdlesque yes. um, show, and it sells out every year. I think right now there are four tickets left. Um, Very cool. But if you're interested in those four tickets, you can either go to the South Press website or you can go to the Salome Cabaret website and purchase your tickets there but like i said there's only four it might sell out by the time this airs sorry that's you know <laughs> yeah that's don't be sorry about that but it's also be other shows since south press is a sober space mm-hmm. um there is no alcohol here there is a 
total audience for that. People are wanting more sober spaces mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily have to worry about having a cover charge yeah. or drinking. I mean, having yeah. a minimum drink yeah. charge or dealing with like dealing with a lot the of effects al- of mm-hmm. alcohol and what it does to people. I'm not yes. saying everybody, but you know, for some people, they don't handle it very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely. Um, the show that I'm doing at Knox Pride that we're doing, there will be um, some alcohol there. However, it will be monitored mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and a certified, you know, uh, a certified qualified bartender. It's as a private party, but uh, she also will not overserve. She's been instructed. Plus, because it's two shows, you're not going to be there longer than a movie, right? So. You shouldn't be guzzling down drinks like that in that time span. <laughs> it's very unhealthy. So, but it will I, be a lot of fun. I'm reading how alcohol is just not good for your body. Anyway, I don't want to judge, shame, or anybody because I am a drinker myself. I do love an occasional cider. Uh, I love a good top shelf drink. You know, um, but other than that. But do you daily drink? I do not daily drink. There was a point, though, that I did, and Mm. it was one of the lowest times in my life. I have never, like, well, I can't say never, because back in the 20s, you know, when I was in my 20s, and you go through that, woo, party phase or whatever, but I have not been like a daily drinker like let's have a lot of alcohol at home or I mean I have it on occasion but I end up having to cook with it because it's gone bad (laughs) like you can't really drink it so it's like oh well I can cook with this so but we have several new followers and we're so excited about that so excited but where can they find you at Gail you can find me at Gabin Gale Time on, you know, whatever social media. Gail Grantham Comedy on Facebook. Gail Grantham on Facebook. Around town. <laughs> and I am Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram. And you can also check out my baked goods at Braddy's Bites. And I'm Bruce Tonsils on FET and TikTok. Go comment on my TikTok. Boost me on up there. Get me over uh, 2,000 followers. Wow. So that I can do. I don't, I don't know. You get little perks on TikTok that I do not yeah, take you advantage get to go live of. now at 1,000. So you could oh, well. do live on TikTok. Well, we might have to do that one day. And then uh, I have less than 500. If I can keep it that way, <laughs> I seem to be pretty happy about that. <laughs> It's so hard to like, I want to be a comic, but I don't want anybody to see me do it, apparently. (laughs) But I do want to thank Jocelyn uh, for letting us use the space for a little bit and and letting us test this out. Maybe we can get her on. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm working on it. Well, you know, some damn man with an unwashed butt probably has to to ruin it for for everybody. everybody. I know. I sound like I don't like um. I like men. I do, y'all. But sometimes, gosh, God, you think I understand dog people though now. Your brain. I get dog people. Like I know how they can. (laughs) Because she's letting her. 
You're getting nervous? No, I'm not getting nervous. I just know when it's time to leave. Yeah. When it's getting time to to go. And that time is now. Okay. But as for our <laughs> listeners, you know what? We love y'all. And we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Now get off your fucking ass and work. Yay! I have to pee again. Yeah.